absolution by your priest does not reconcile you back to God. That is the message I have for you uh, today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, do you have a desire, perhaps in your heart, you know, how you can be made right with God? Uh, I know that's the way I used to think, you know, wondering, you know, where would I go after I die? Will I, would I go to heaven? Will I go to hell? You know, so we're going to deal with that today. And I want to deal specifically with this topic of um, absolution by the Roman Catholic priest. You know, you would go into a confessional booth and confess your sins and all of that stuff. So let's let's take a look at their teachings here. I want to look at their Roman Catholic Catechism, the 1994 uh, catechism, that's their latest. Let's look at item 1493. It says, one who desires to obtain reconciliation with God and with the church must confess to a priest all the unconfessed grave sins he remembers after having carefully examined his conscience. The confession of venial faults without being necessary in itself is nevertheless strongly recommended by the church. So uh, up on the screen, you see a confessional booth, ladies and gentlemen, an image of a, a booth there. Uh, I've been in uh, confessional booths many times, uh, different churches. And what you do is you go on a certain day of the week, it was usually Saturday, like four o'clock in the afternoon, and you go into confession. And you would confess your sins to the priest, and they would give you what is known as penance. So uh, as you can see here, this is how uh, the Roman Catholic Church uh, deals with the, the, the issue of sin. And they tell you this is how you obtain a reconciliation with uh, the church, with God. Uh, I did this many times, as I said, folks. You know, I'd go into the confessional booth. You know, I, uh, I had a, like a list of sins. I mean, how can you remember all your sins? You have mortal sins. You have venial sins. And, and, and what it does, it creates a torment in your heart. You always wonder, did I confess the sins that I uh, should have? Did I miss some sins? Or what should I do here? And, and, and that's the way it went. So uh, next item from that catechism, 1494... Uh, the confessor proposes the performance of certain acts of satisfaction or penance to be performed by the penitent, meaning the sinner in the booth, in order to repair the harm caused by sin and to reestablish habits befitting a disciple of Christ. So after you would confess your sins to the priest, as you take a look at the image up there, uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you'll see two sides. You'll see a middle uh, portion and then two other sides. The priest would sit in that uh, middle spot there, close the door, and you would walk into um, the other side. There would be two sides. So the priest would hear the confession of the one on the one side, say the right side. You'd be in the other uh, side, uh, the left side, waiting until he was done with the other guy or the other girl. And then you would uh, you'd hear the priest slide his door open and uh, then you would confess your sins. Uh, you know, sometimes I'd be in there trying to hear if I could hear what the, what the other person was saying. Isn't that wicked? But that's what you do because you're wicked, folks. You probably did the same thing. So, um, you know, in my case, the confessional booth had had a heavy curtain instead of a door. Sometimes it has a door. Whatever, you go in there. And a lot of times the line was long. On both sides, you'd have a line proceeding to wait to hear 
have your confession heard. So uh, what, what would happen, the priest would give you penance, you know. You go in and confess your sins, you'd say, are you sorry? First you'd go in here, you'd say, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been 12 months since my last confession, and now you'd, you'd rattle off your sins. Hopefully it wasn't that long, You'd maybe four weeks or three weeks, but whatever. And you try to remember your sins, and, and then he'd say, are you sorry? And you'd say, yes. And then he'd give you penance. Sometimes like, okay, say 10 Hail Marys, uh, one Our Father, one Glory Be, and you say, thank you, and off you go. You'd go out to the, uh, to the church part, to the pews, and you'd kneel down and, and do your penance and back out on the streets again. I did that many times, ladies and gentlemen. I must tell you, I, I felt as dirty leaving that church as I did before I went in. It did nothing for me. Let me give you one more uh, thing from uh, the Catholic Catechism, 1495. Only priests who have received the faculty of absolving uh, from the authority of the church can forgive sins in the name of Christ. So what you're doing is you are uh, receiving absolution, is what they would call it, for your sins, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, you know, this would be something that you would uh, do regularly, and a lot of times I didn't do it regularly. You're supposed to go uh, regularly and so on and so forth. So, you know, uh, this is something that Roman Catholics do. Uh, so let me give you some uh, freedom today, my friend. Uh, I'm going to uh, pray that God delivers you. Uh, keep in mind, I'm speaking as a former Roman Catholic. We're going to look at the Bible and see what it, has, what it has to say about being forgiven of your sins, folks. Uh, I want this to be a day of uh, liberation for you today. I want this to be the day of your salvation today if you are a Roman Catholic, or perhaps you're not a Catholic. Maybe you never uh, went into a confessionable. You, you listen up, folks. So I'm reading from the Bible, the book of Colossians, written by a Jewish man, the Apostle Paul. Let's start at uh, verse 12, Colossians 1, verse 12. It says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet or worthy to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us or transferred us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Hallelujah. So uh, the word for you today, ladies and gentlemen, is, uh, first of all, this was written to believers, but I want to let you know something. You can have this. You can have it today. It says you can be a, a partaker of that inheritance of saints in light. Folks, when, you, uh, when you're saved, when you're truly born again of the Spirit, you, you become a saint in light. <laughs> not, not like the Catholic saints, the, the man-made uh, saints that the Pope makes. Uh, you know. No, I'm talking about a real saint, folks. You, you, you're born again of the Spirit. I can call you saint. Yes, I can. And God will call you a saint. Hallelujah. You can be transferred into the kingdom of his dear son. That's the kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen. You can have redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the blood, ladies and gentlemen, that he shed on the cross. You can have the forgiveness of sins. This is where you got to go, folks. You got to go uh, straight to the Lord to have your sins forgiven. Okay, he will forgive you. I want you to know that uh, today, ladies and gentlemen. 
And keep in mind, Christ is the image of the invisible God. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Verse 16, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. As I said, preeminence, this Christ that I preach to you today, he was not created. This is God in the flesh. Hallelujah. All things, it says, were created by him. Look at that. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, every knee is going to bow before this Jesus Christ one day. Every, every president, every minister, prime minister, every king, every queen, hallelujah, going to bend their knee. Every dictator. Oh my, going to bend their knee before God one day, folks. Oh yes. So this is the one I preach to you today. Let's go to verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him, meaning Christ, should all fullness dwell and heaven may peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Hallelujah. So look at this, folks. Peace has been made. How? Through the blood of the cross. Oh, yes. Through the blood of of the cross, reconciling all things unto himself, ladies and gentlemen. Sin a man, sin a woman. Right now, if you're not saved, you're listening, you're just curious, you say, let's see what this guy has to say this time. Okay, you are, you, you are right now, okay, alienated, and you are an enemy to God, to Almighty God, right now, as you listen to this program, by your wicked works, okay? Now, this is past tense for me, folks. I, I turned to the Lord, but before turning to the Lord, I was alienated from God. I was an enemy of God. There's no question about it. Yes. So keep that in mind. Now, peace has been made through the blood of the cross, ladies and gentlemen. Mary has nothing to do with this, ladies and gentlemen. It's the blood of Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. Mary's not co-mediator or co-mediatrix, whatever they want to call it. Oh, no. She has nothing to do. Listen now. She has nothing to do with the salvation of a soul. Zero. She has no more to do with the salvation of a soul than I do or you do. Don't ever forget that. So you can be reconciled back to God, ladies and gentlemen, because of the blood of the cross. Oh, yes. Don't ever forget that. Let's go to verse 22. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. So there again, it's because of what Christ did in the body of his flesh. How? Through death. 
Okay? It's keep in mind that when we talk about the blood, we're talking about the death. So it's true death. And what what is this do for you, sinner man, sinner woman? It will present you. That's right. You you're the wretch, you're the ungodly wretch. You're gonna turn to the Lord, hopefully, repent, believe the gospel. He's gonna present you now holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Isn't that awesome, folks? So sit a man, sit a woman, you know, you're sitting there, perhaps you're filled with a load of guilt, you, you, you've done so many things in your life, you know you know we're wicked. You, you're thinking of them right now. You, you can remember right now as I'm speaking, and you, you're saying, I'm tormented. You're always wondering, where will I go after I die? Well, that's how I used to think. That's probably how you're thinking too. So here's the, here's the only way out for you folks. This is the only way to be saved. This is the only way to deal with the sin in your heart, in your life, folks. It's, it, this is the hope. This is the hope of the gospel, folks. And he will present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable, listen, in his sight. Now, if, you're, if he's going to present you that way in his sight, what do you got to worry about, folks? You still want to go inside a confessional booth? And confess your sins to Father McGillicuddy, Father Jones, Father Smith. Listen, after hearing this message, don't go back inside that book. Oh, no. I'm telling you how to get right with God. So it says here, if you continue in the faith, folks, we, this is a walk of faith. We're saved by faith. We walk in the Spirit. We walk by faith from beginning to end. Oh, yes, until you leave this earth, folks. It's a walk of faith. Don't let anybody turn you away. Hey, listen to me, young people. You know, uh, there's a thing called peer pressure. Don't let your friends turn you away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. No, no matter what they call you, a weirdo, a Bible thumper, or whatever. L listen to me, folks. You want to be made right with God. That, that, that's, that's all you, you should be concerned about. Oh, yes. Some people, you oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. My friends will think I'm stupid. I'm talking to adults here, too. I don't want to be seen with, with a Bible in my hand. Oh, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. Meanwhile, one of your friends who you're worried about, in secret, he could be reading the Bible. He'll get saved, and you'll end up in hell. So, so folks, you've you got to make a commitment to the Lord. And forget about, about what your friends think. This is for young people and old people. Oh, yes. Don't, don't, don't forget that. So uh, that's what you need to know, folks. Let's go to Romans now, my favorite passage from uh, the book of Romans. Look, look at Romans chapter 5. Let's start at verse 6. Remember, we're talking about how to get right with God, how to be reconciled back to God. Listen, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely, for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure, perhaps, or a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified, by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through him. Glory to God. You see how I'm focusing today on the blood of Christ, on what he did, folks. Listen to this, folks. You who want to march back into the confessional booth and go to, uh, to the priest, listen, Christ died for the ungodly. That's you. you got to recognize, folks, this is, a, you know, when we talk about repentance, you got to recognize you're the sinner man, okay? Uh, and you can get right with God. Repentance, you're turning to him. You say, look, I, I'm, I'm changing. I'm, I'm a wicked man. Lord, forgive me of my sins. That's what it's all about, folks. It says God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, 
Christ died for us, you, me, the sinner man, the sinner woman. And now, li listen to this, folks. If you, if you remember one thing from this message, uh, remember this. You could be on your deathbed. Maybe you're not going to accept Christ today. You say, oh, no, it ain't for me now. I'm going to wait. Well, folks, you could be in a car accident. And just remember this. It says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Oh, yes, before the demons get to you, folks, call upon the Lord for mercy. That's what you got to do. Uh, you're a sinner. You won't enter heaven. You will end up in hell. That's, that's, that's what you need to hear. You will go to hell. There's no question about it. You are going to hell without Christ if you don't turn to him. So that, that's what this is all about, folks. It's, uh, it's all about the blood, the blood, the blood, and nothing but the blood. Uh, are you justified by your, by your own good works, trying to be a good person? No. A thousand times, no. So, so um, look at verse 10 here. It says, For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. He's the everlasting God, eternal life. He saved you, he'll keep you. Hallelujah. So I'm dealing with how to be reconciled, how to get right with God, and notice it's by the death of his son that that has been accomplished. You do not have to go inside a confessional book to receive absolution by a Roman Catholic priest. So the question for you today is, for, folks, are you a believer? Do these verses apply to you? Can you receive what is being said here Today, Let me read this last passage, Romans chapter 10, verses 10 through 13. It says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen to that now. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I love that word saved, folks. You can be saved, folks. Look at what the scripture tells us. It says, for with the heart. Folks, you heard the word. You know what's going on inside that heart right now. You know uh, uh, whether you want to come to the Lord. It's, it's up to you. It's up to you. You can call upon the Lord, and you can be saved, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, absolutely. It says you can be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So uh, it's got to come from your own heart, folks. You, you, you say, Lord, I, I recognize I'm a sinner. Lord, I want to be cleansed by that blood. Oh, God, wash me clean with that blood. Lord, I, I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want, I, want, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. I want to be born of the Spirit. Folks, this is how it's done. You call upon the Lord. Uh, don't put it off. Uh, there's such an urgency, uh, especially in these last days in my heart, to, to, to just tell people uh, more and more and more. Uh, I just sense something. We're on the brink of something. I just feel it in my bones, folks. So uh, no matter who you are, I want to let you know, folks, young or old, maybe you never darken the door of, the, of a church. It, it doesn't matter. Hear me now. Wherever you are, you could be driving your car. You could be sitting at home, sitting in your backyard. doesn't matter. Call upon the Lord. He will save your soul. And I'm going to leave it right there. You be blessed and have a great day.